How's it going, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of The Geeky Gentleman, the podcast for all your geeky needs, fashion, and lifestyle tips, all rolled into one perfectly packaged podcast. Wow, wow, wow. Things are just getting worse and worse for Joss Whedon. The revered creator of popular shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer is being annihilated by allegations of bad behavior on set from multiple people. Is it the end of Joss Whedon in Hollywood? That is today's topic on The Geeky Gentleman. In the gentleman's portion, we're discussing the menswear brands that are keeping you looking smart yet comfortable while you're working from home. Alrighty then, enough said, let's jump right into the podcast. So, I first became aware of Joss Whedon back in the 90s because of the epic TV show Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which to this day is still my favorite show of all time. I'm always trying to convert my friends into Buffy the Vampire Slayer fans. People nowadays know Joss Whedon because he directed the first two Avenger films, and he also took over for Zack Snyder as director of the Justice League. But, a tweet back in July 2020 by Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg in the Justice League, began the list of allegations against Joss Whedon. Ray tweeted, Josh Whedon's onset treatment of the cast and crew of the Justice League was gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable. He was enabled in many ways by Jeff Johns and John Burge. Accountability is greater than entertainment. In that tweet alone, Ray not only called out Joss on his onset behavior, but also former Warner Brothers co-president of product John Burge and former DC Entertainment president and chief creative of office Jeff Johns. Now, that is a hefty tweet to make, and it requires a lot of bravery to come out and speak your truth like that, especially knowing that something like that could be detrimental to your own acting career. Ray's allegations were followed by an internal investigation, and he has since been removed from reprising his role as Cyborg in the upcoming Flash film. But recently, another actor has come out to speak publicly against Joss Whedon, and that's Charisma Carpenter, and she portrayed Cordelia Chase in both Buffy and in the spin-off Angel. Charisma released a lengthy and emotional tweet at the beginning of February 2021, alleging multiple disturbing incidents that she went through while working with Joss. She mentioned that Joss abused his power on set, often finding his own misconduct amusing. She said his behavior only served to intensify her own performance anxiety, disempower her, and alienate her from her own peers. Charisma goes on to call Joss casually cruel and was personally gutted when she heard Ray Fisher's claim against Joss. She also stated that Joss created a hostile and toxic work environment and would passive-aggressively threaten to fire her. Charisma also goes to point out that Joss would call her fat to her own colleague when she was four months pregnant and went as far as to ask her if she was planning to keep her baby. She then states that Joss unceremoniously fired her the following season after she gave birth to her child. Okay, so this is just so intense and <laughs> think about it, I'm in complete shock at this behavior by Joss Whedon. But the drama doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. 
Buffy herself, Sarah Michelle Gellar, has spoken out stating, While I'm proud to have my name associated with Buffy Summers, I don't want to be forever associated with the name Joss Whedon. So Sarah didn't really go out to make any specific allegations herself against Joss, but she is publicly denouncing him. Michelle Trachtenberg, who played Buffy's younger sister Dawn in the show, shared Sarah's post with her own caption on her experience with Joss on her Instagram. She goes on to call Joss's behavior not appropriate. Very not appropriate. And apparently, there was even a rule on set that said Joss wasn't allowed to be in a room with Michelle alone. That's creepy. You also have to remember, at the time that Michelle Trachtenberg was on Buffy, she was a teenager. Like, how is that a rule that even has to be made? That's, that's messed up. There's some messed upness there. Amber Benson, who played Tara McClay, wrote that Buffy was a toxic environment and that it starts at the top. She continued saying that there was a lot of damage done during that time and many of them are still processing it 20 plus years later. She goes on to defend charisma while offering her own support. But it's not just the actors who are calling out Joss's behavior. Marty Noxon, who was a co-producer and then eventually became the showrunner on Buffy, has spoken out too. She spoke in support of Charisma and all the other actors' allegations, validating what they had said about Joss. Following suit and lending their support to Charisma were David Boreanaz, Elijah Dushku, and James Marsters, who played Angel, Spike, and Faith respectively. Joss hasn't really been doing too much on TV recently, but he was set to bring an original sci-fi show called The Nevers to HBO. This show was going to be focusing on a set of characters from the Victoria-era London who develop superpowers. The show was slated to premiere in the summer of 2021, but Josh has decided to step away from the project. Now, is this due to all the allegations that have been stirred up against him? Of course, Joss and HBO have made no mention of that, but would they? Joss stated that he didn't think he could give the level of commitment needed for the show without the work beginning to suffer. His statement is a bit odd, seeing how it's an original show that he created himself. What did he think was going to happen when you create a show? And he's done it before, so he knows the time it takes to do it. Now remember, HBO does fall under the same banner of Warner Media, just like Warner Brothers, which of course are the people who made the Justice League. So the entire controversy surrounding Joss might be the reason they decided to part ways. Although no public announcement has been made against Joss by Warner Media, did they find enough evidence during the investigations of the Justice League to merit them splitting up with Joss? Personally, I find most of this news, <laughs> most, I find all of this news very disheartening. Every time I think of Buffy, I naturally think of Joss Whedon. And personally, I just think there's too much there in terms of allegations. And we haven't even talked about what his ex-wife said about him. Now, with the drama with ex-wife, the short version is that Joss admitted that for a decade and a half, he had multiple affairs with other actresses, co-workers, fans, and friends while staying married to her. Like, what? Like, it's so mind-boggling. It's so crazy. So there's just too much of the same coming from multiple people for this not to be true in one way or another. I wouldn't be surprised if other actors or crews come forth with their own allegations. We still haven't heard anything from Alison Hannigan, who played Willow on Buffy, 
or Amy Acker, who played Winifred Burkle on Angel. But from the looks of it, it seems that Allison and her husband Alexis Denisoff, who also played Wesley on Buffy and Angel, are really, really close friends with Joss Whedon. So I really don't expect to hear anything from them that comes out against Joss. In Charisma's original tweet against Joss, she did mention that he liked to pit the actors against one another and that he did play favorites. So I guess we know who the favorites were. We also haven't heard anything from any of the actors in the Avengers, although I think that has more to do with maybe like a gag order in their contracts versus them not coming out to say anything, or maybe nothing happened. It's just really sad that this sort of behavior is allowed to continue inside and outside of Hollywood. I remember back when I used to read online all the on-set rumors about Buffy, and it did seem to me that Joss and Sarah didn't get along as great as you would think. I personally assumed that most of the time it had to do with maybe like Sarah thinking that Buffy was beneath her and maybe was just trying to slack the show, thinking that she was kind of too good for it. In hindsight now, I can definitely see how it maybe had more to do with the toxic work environment that seems to stem from Joss himself. The positive thing that I like to take away from this is I'm really happy to see that all these people who have been such a big part of my life because I watch Buffy and Angel religiously. Like, I probably watch each like two to three times <laughs> the seasons every year. But it makes my heart really happy to see that these actors coming together to support each other as they speak their truths. So to that, I say bravo. And with that said, we're jumping right into the gentleman's portion of the podcast. Okay, I really can't believe I'm still in my third lockdown here in London. <laughs> we still only have essential shops open and a small glimmer of hope that things may be opening sometime soon. I think the latest news right now is that at the end of March, things will be able to open like outside and you can have like outside gatherings. So they say, so they say. But keep in mind, most of us are still working from home and it feels like our suits and ties are just gathering dust in our wardrobe as we choose to wear more comfortable clothing. Because of this odd time we seem to find ourselves in, menswear brands are raising the bar when it comes to accommodating the growth and demand for relaxed style clothing. But we don't mean looking like a slob, okay? We don't mean that. We're talking about investing in comfort and men's loungewear brands that are stylish yet relaxed. So here are five brands that are excelling in keeping men looking smart, at least from the waist up during those Zoom calls, at least. Number one, Everlane. This brand is mostly known for nailing your traditional basics with clothing that's built to last. That's in large part due to the fact that they use quality materials that, I might add, are ethically made. It's another brand that's making a lot of headway because of its sustainability efforts. Everlane offers coordinating sweatsuits in neutral colors, relaxed thermals, and Henleys. They make staying in far more appealing than going back to the office. Number two, Hamilton and Hair. Now this brand puts a lot of thought in their loungewear, as much as most brands probably put in their suits. They are on a mission to make loungewear luxurious, and it's definitely Zoom friendly. Zoom friendly enough for all those video calls that you have during your workday. If you're planning to downgrade your wardrobe to a more comfy feel, then check out their range of sweatshirts. 
t-shirts, sweatpants, and now even slippers. Number three, Lululemon. Okay, so I'm not gonna lie to you. I have a pair of Lululemon yoga pants that I've literally been living in since the first lockdown. I'm wearing them now, actually. <laughs> you can bet that any Zoom call I've had, even if I was wearing a dress shirt and a tie, that it was tucked into my unseen Lululemon yoga pants. This brand's loungewear is unbelievably comfortable. It's ultra breathable and stretchy. You really have not lived in comfort if you haven't worn Lululemon. If you're looking for maximum comfort and a bit more unusual colors and patterns, then check out their tracksuits, shorts, and a range of short and long sleeve shirts. Number four, Derek Rose. This brand is mostly known because of their sophisticated take on pajamas and underwear. So naturally, they're favorite when it comes to super soft t-shirts and sweats. Their Devon sweatsuit range is the pinnacle of a luxurious handle and feel while maintaining a more tailored look, keeping it looking elevated versus sluggish. Number five, Reese. I personally cannot really get enough of Reese. They seem to be able to do it all. Smart tailoring, they can do it. Comfortable loungewear, challenge accepted. Reese has placed a lot more emphasis on their loungewear and they are not disappointing. They use a lot of soft jersey in a range of neutral tones like gray and stone. They're definitely worth an online visit if you're wanting loungewear like matching shorts and sweatshirts or oversized hoodies. And there you have it, gentlemen. The five brands that are keeping men comfortable and looking smart while we work from home during these odd times. A big thank you again for listening to another episode of The Geeky Gentleman. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast. That always makes my day. If you're interested in supporting The Geeky Gentleman, look for it on Patreon. I have some goodies there for everyone who supports the podcast. I want to give a personal huge shout out to one of my Patreon supporters, Darren Dillinger. Thanks again, mate, for supporting and believing in The Geeky Gentleman. Feel free to drop me a DM on Instagram. I'm at DriftingDecal. If you just want to nerd out or if you have any questions in regards to men's fashion and grooming. If you want more content from me, feel free to visit my blog at www.driftingdudes.com. And until our next podcast adventure, I will talk at you guys later. Bye.